In this presentation, we will take a look at some examples related to the lifetime learning credit, examples including those related to scholarships and whether or not to include the scholarship income in income to be able to increase the amount of expenses for the credit calculation or to not include the scholarship in income in income and therefore not included in the tax liability but also not included in the related expenses that could then help us for an increase in the credit in other words the benefit of not including the income which is reducing the tax liability versus including the income increasing the tax liability but also possibly increasing the lifetime learning credit information can be found in publication 970. example one no scholarship judy green who is unmarried is taking courses at a public community college to be recertified to teach a in public schools her adjusted gross income or agi and her modified adjusted gross income for purposes of the credits are 27,400. Judy claims the standard deduction of 12,000 resulting in taxable income of 15,400 and tax liability before credits of 1,661. Judy claims no credit other than the lifetime learning credit. In July 2018, she paid 700 for the summer 2018 semester. In August 2018, she paid 1,900 for the fall 2018 semester in and in December 2018 she paid another 1,900 for the spring semester beginning in 2019 so that's going to be one of the questions all right well she paid this one in 2018 but it didn't start the school didn't start till 2019 typically we would still get to include it because she made the payment in 2018 and this started within the first three months back to the text Judy and the college meet all requirements for the lifetime learning credit. She can use all of the 4,500 tuition she paid in 2018 when figuring her 2018 learning credit, lifetime learning credit. So she can include the full amount that she paid and the point being including the amount that was paid for the, the school that didn't start until 2019. She claims a $900 lifetime learning credit and her tax liability is 761. Let's see if we can recreate a similar example in our test 1040. So here is our test 1040, different names, similar example. We have the simple single individual here. If we scroll back down, we're going to say that the income was 27,400. 27,400, we are assuming that W 2 income, the total income, 27,400, and the adjusted gross income, nothing adjusted to it, also 24. 27,400. Then we have the 12,000. That's going to be the standard deduction for the single filer, giving us the 15,400 taxable income tax being calculated by the system at the 1,661. And then we have the lifetime learning credit calculated on line 12. So we see it here on line 12. There is that 900. That being also seen on schedule three. Here's schedule three, which has the 900 in line 50 education credits that coming from form 8863. So we're going to go to form 8863 and we'll see that we have the education credits, uh, American opportunity and the lifetime learning. We're concentrating here on the lifetime learning. Now note in all these examples, we're just kind of assuming that we qualify for the lifetime learning and we're not considering the American opportunity credit, which would be better if you can take that credit. But we're focusing here, of course, on the lifetime learning. So for whatever reason, we're saying not being able to go there. And, we're, and in this example, of course, 
our uh, Judy was going back to school. So the, the idea then would be that it's not the first four years of education possibly and therefore wouldn't qualify. And so we're going to take the lifetime learning because we can't take the American opportunity credit. So if we go to page two, I'm going to scroll down and say that we have the American opportunity not being filled out because we're going to be taking the lifetime learning credit. And in essence, they said that the amount of uh, qualified expenses was 4,500. So there's the 4,500 lifetime learning. If we then go to page one, we'll see the calculation not up top, not in part one, because that's the refundable American opportunity credit. And this is non-refundable and we only have the lifetime learning credit. So there's the 4,500. Here's the $900 amount. And then in line 13, it says enter 134 if married filing jointly, 67,000 if single, and we have single filing. That's the 67,000. This is the cap that they're looking into here. And then 14, enter the amount from uh, form 1040 line seven if you're filing uh, 255. So we're gonna enter the amount from line seven. So line seven is gonna be the AGI. This would be like foreign income. So the rest of it, if some unusual situations, and that would be the modified adjusted gross income. So and this is from line seven. So if we go to the 1040, then of course line seven is the 27,400. And so if we go back to our form, then we're gonna say that's the 27,400. Then we're gonna subtract line 14 from 13. And so there we have the 39,600, the 67,000 minus the 27,400. And then line 16 says, enter 10,000 if married filing joint or 20,000 if married filing joint, 10,000 if single. We have the single filer here with the 10,000. And then if line 15 is equal to or more than 16, enter one. So we're good there. In other words, we don't have, we don't have any problem with the AGI limitation. That's what this is doing. And therefore we have the 900 times the one which is of course the 900, and that gives us the total non-refundable credit of the 900. And the 900, of course, is the calculation of the expenses. We had a 4,500 times the 20%, which is gonna be the 900 that was calculated in line 12. And once again, that amount pulls over to the schedule three. It's in uh, line 50, that pulls over to line 12 on the 1040. So 1040, we see uh, line 12, where we have that 900 and that results in our 761. Back to the text, make some adjustments. Example two, scholarship included from income. So now we're gonna have some adjustments here. The facts are the same as example one with the no scholarship, except that Judy was awarded a 1,500 scholarship. Under the terms of the scholarship, it may be used to pay any educational expenses, including room and board. If Judy excludes the scholarship income, she will be deemed, for purposes of figuring the education credit, to have applied the scholarship to pay for tuition, required fees, and course materials. Only 300 of the 4,500 tuition she paid in 2018 could be used when figuring her 2018 lifetime learning credit. Her lifetime learning credit would be reduced to 600 and her liability uh, after credits would be 1,061. All right, so let's take a look at that in our example. So now we're gonna say that if we go to this form, uh, the 8863, that this 4,500 has gotta be reduced because there was a scholarship that was received and that scholarship was 1,500. And therefore we can't say that all these were expenses because some of it was tax-free money that we paid for it. And of course, this would hopefully be reported on the form from the school. So the 1098T would probably have both the scholarship and this 4,500 on it. 
So we'll say the 4,500 minus the 1,5, and that gives us 3,000 that we can report. So if we make that change this to 3,000, there it is. And then if we go back to page one and we see the calculation, 3,000 times the 20% is the 600. And again, it, there's no limitation. So we have the 600. That's going to go to schedule three, of course. That's going to then, so there it is. And that's going to go to the 1040. And so here it is on the 1040, line 12. And that made an adjustment. Of course, now we have more tax that is owed 1,061 because we weren't able to include all the expenses that we actually did have going towards the the education but some of it was free money money that we didn't have to pay taxes on and therefore can't calculate the credit but now hey wait a second i you know isn't the point of us getting a scholarship to benefit us and the fact that we don't get to take the credit for it but only get a deduction is kind of bad so in certain circumstances maybe we can we can include it in income i'd rather include it in income so so that we could take the credit possibly right and so now let's see if we have some scenarios with that. So if we go to example three, scholarship included in income, the same, the facts are the same as an example two, scholarship excluded from income. If unlike example two, Judy includes 1,500 scholarship income, she will be deemed to have applied the entire scholarship to pay for room and board. So we're going to say, Hey, you know, what if we say it's all room and board stuff? instead of the tuition, then I can include it in income and possibly take the credit. So I'll have to increase the liability, but the credit might be better. So Judy's AGI and marginal AGI would increase to 28,900 because we'd have to include that. Uh, her taxable income would be 16,900 and her tax liability 1,841. She would be able to use the 4,500 of adjusted qualified education expenses to figure her credit. Judy could claim 900 lifetime learning credit and her tax liability after credits would be uh, 941. So if we go back to our example, we're gonna say, okay, what I'd like to do is get this credit back up to, you know, basically the 900, because I really spent 4,500. And to do that, I'm gonna have to include the scholarship income up here somewhere in income, to increasing my W-2 income 27,004, plus the 1,500 that I got from the scholarship. So if we do that, then we're going to say, all right, so now we've got the 27,400. I'm going to just include it in other income of 1,500, bringing total income up to 28,900. So that minus the standard deduction. So that's going to be the AGI in line seven minus the standard deduction of 12,000. Give us the taxable income, 16,900. The tax being calculated at 1,841. And then we have back up to uh, the well line 12 is going to be our credit so there's the 900 increased back up to 900 and that leaves the uh, 1841 minus the 900 of a liability at 941. so notice of course what happened is the liability went up here so did the credit however and so that's going to be our, our differences here that's the trade-off that we can have if we go then to the schedule three there is our 900 credit if we go to the credit then the calculation is back up because now we're saying the 4,500 because we're including the entire amount because even we're including even the amount that we previously didn't include in income by including it in income now, increasing the credit to that 900. So that credit to the 900 is what eventually pulled forward to the form 1040. 
So note we get a bit of a better situation here by that scenario. Let's take a look at example four. Scholarship applied by the post-secondary school to tuition. The facts are the same in example three. Scholarship included in income except that the 1,500 scholarship is paid directly to the public community college. The fact that the public community college applies the scholarship to Judy's tuition and related fees doesn't prevent Judy from including the 1,500 scholarship in income. As in, in example three, by doing so, she will be deemed to have applied the entire scholarship to pay for room and board. Judy could claim the 900 lifetime learning credit and her tax liability after credits would be 941. So the only difference here is basically the scholarship. Let's imagine the scholarship went directly to the school instead of to Judy first. Uh, that's still okay. The same kind of scenario in essence where we could, we could have the same facts and still be able to apply the scholarship and include it in income. Note, whether you will benefit from applying the scholarship or fellowship grant to non-qualified expenses will depend on the amount of the student's qualified education expenses, the amount of scholarship or fellowship grant, and whether the scholarship or fellowship grant may, by its terms, be used for non-qualified expenses. Any benefit will also depend on the student's federal and state marginal tax rates, as well as any federal and state tax credits the student claims. Before deciding, look at the total amount of your federal and state tax ref refunds or taxes owed and, if the student is your dependent, the student's tax refund or taxes owed. For example, if you are the student and you also claim the earned income credit, choosing to apply the scholarship or fellowship credit to non-qualified expenses by including the amount in your income may not benefit you if the decrease to your earned income credit as a result of including the scholarship or fellowship grant in income is more than the increase to your lifetime learning. So in other words, we go back to this, there's a lot of interplay here between different things, different factors when we start to adjust the income as we're doing here, if we increase the income, this could have effects on many different things, especially things related to credits that have uh, earned income limitations and uh, income requirements in some cases with the earned income credit the one that's the most sensitive typically being that uh, earned income credit. Also, when we think about these refundable credits, then uh, those get tricky as well. Refund